Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. G'day, welcome to Monday, Monday the 21st of December 2020, and welcome back to another episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Trust you've had a phenomenal weekend. Must admit though, the, the, the older you get and the, uh, the closer it gets to big dates like Christmas, birthdays, New Year and stuff, I'm not sure about you, but I reckon the, uh, the weekends seem to go really, really quickly. You wake up on a Saturday morning and think, oh my God, I've got so much that I can get done so much to do, so many things to enjoy for the weekend. And before you know it, it is Sunday evening getting ready for another working week. So, hey, as it is again this weekend, it's gone really, really quickly. So uh, I trust you've had a great weekend. Looking forward to, uh, hey, some productive times this week before we head into Christmas and if you're having a break, hope you have a really good relaxing break over the uh, Christmas and New Year period. So in today's podcast, probably a quick hit podcast, I just want to talk briefly about... Um, Checking in and thinking about who you're actually surrounding yourself with and from a leadership point of view, making sure that you're putting as much attention as you possibly can into surrounding yourself with quality. Now, when you think about it, if you, I'm not sure whether you've done this audit, but just think about, and this applies to your leadership, but also applies, uh, say, not so much with family because you can't, you can't necessarily choose your family, but certainly when you're looking at your friendship groups, when you're looking at your business acquaintances, people that you see on a regular basis, um, who you're surrounding yourself with, and are these people people of quality who will have your back when you uh, when the chips are down? Though you can rely upon them, they're trustworthy, they're respectful, and they respect you. Uh, or do you have some people that perhaps a little bit, uh, oh, let's say, not so much dodgy, but uh, perhaps not necessarily the people who you would choose to want to surround yourself with. And this is probably the best time of year to start doing that and really thinking about doing an audit as to whether the people around you are serving you and whether or not you need to make some changes, particularly as you start to plan and prepare for the new financial year. Uh, because we need to make sure that we're, we're stacking the odds in our favor as much as we possibly can and making sure we are surrounding ourselves with high-quality people. Now, I think it was Jim Rohn that talked about this, and, and there's probably many people that have since said this as well, but you are literally the average of the five closest people to you. So if you look at all the, the people that are surrounding you, the people that are closest to you, the five the five people, that probably you'll be the average of these five people. Now, this applies to things like uh, thinking patterns. It applies to things like your values, your beliefs. And it kind of makes sense because if you're in a group of friends, for example, you probably are sharing a common common value system or common uh, common interests, for example, and that tends to what is what brings people together. Uh, and also things like uh, income, bank accounts, all that sort of stuff. It's amazing how the averages play out. But also start thinking about the people at work as well. So in a leadership capacity, think about who you're surrounding yourself in your particular team. Now, for those of you who have inherited a team, probably you don't have a huge amount of say in that because you've just come in and you've got a team that you're taking over. But certainly when it comes to making some changes and being really conscious of the type of people you want to have, start thinking about, okay, do I have some people who are high quality or do I have some people who need to uh, maybe need to have some training, maybe need to have some checkups from the neck up, maybe I need to replace them. Uh, because it makes it, it it makes it really interesting that if you have people surrounding you that are not necessarily 
all on the same page, uh, singing according to the same hymn sheet, playing the same musical instrument and all the other cliches you want to throw in there, it, uh, it probably won't lend, lend itself to great outcomes and certainly won't lend itself to sustainable success over a long period of time. So it makes sense that we need to be very, very selective in terms of who we choose to surround ourselves with and particularly from a sales leadership point of view, making sure that you're really selective in terms of the type of people that you have in your team. Now, from a sales leadership point of view, and this is what I want to talk about, is when you look across your sales team, do you see a lot of what I call mini-me's? Now, if you've built a team from scratch, and if you're not really looking at all the different types of attributes and qualities that you need to have in a well-functioning team, you may actually find that you've got a lot of people who are quite similar to you. Now, this is nothing This is nothing to be, um, I guess, worried about, but it's something we need to build some awareness around because naturally what people tend to do is they tend to be attracted to and others are attracted to them who are very similar. Now, it might be you, you like the same uh, sort of things. You might be focused on the same sort of methodology. Uh, you might have the same sort of personality profile, which means it's easier to actually bring and build a team who are like-minded, if you like. Now, I see this a lot, particularly in sales leaders, when they build a team of people who are just like them. Now, what happens there is you get a, you get a team who pretty much look the same, they all think the same, and they all talk the same. Now, with that, they actually might be quite easy from a, I guess, from a surface perspective because, hey, we don't have a lot of arguments. Uh, we're all looking in the same direction. So, hey, for all intents and purposes, we're all on the same page, so it should actually mean that we're going to be successful. Well, no, it doesn't. What it actually means is it's not going to deliver those results over a long-term uh, period of time because there is little contrast. What you've got is you've got a, literally a one-dimensional team. And after a while, a one-dimensional team who are all thinking the same way, just think about this, it's like a cookie cutter. They're all the same. Uh, it becomes quite beige. And it's like an orchestra that is made up of one instrument. Can you imagine an orchestra made up of the recorder? Remember back in, in primary school when we used to try and learn the recorder and you take it home and mum and dad would be sitting there smiling and encouraging you to continue to play the recorder and practice and practice and practice knowing full well that it actually sounded horrendous. Uh, it's just like that. Imagine imagine an orchestra of recorder playing people. It would just be terrible. But this is what happens. People tend to uh, build a team who are very much like them. And what happens is uh, they might have some short-term success, but over the long term, as I said, it becomes very beige, very one-dimensionally, not going to get the contrast and therefore not going to get the different ideas and different uh, different perspectives that will enable us to continue to grow, hit new heights and actually challenge uh, challenge greatness and become really exceptional. Now, this is where the difference comes in. So what great leaders do instead is they recognize the critical importance of surrounding themselves with people of high quality. Now, with this, they know that, hey, I need to know what sort of personal style, what sort of my behavior style is first and foremost. So you need to have a level of self-awareness here, which is a, a huge component of emotional intelligence. You've also got to start thinking about, okay, who do I need to surround myself with that will bring contrast, that will bring difference of opinions, different perspectives, different ways of thinking, different ways of doing things, so that when I put all of those together, we've got all those differences of opinion, different perspectives, but together, it means that we've got a really good eclectic mix, which over time gives ourselves the opportunity of really growing and taking everybody's capability to a whole new level. So what the great leaders do is they'll look for people who will, first of all, challenge them, right? They want to have 
people who are not just going to accept what the leader is saying as gospel. They're going to challenge them because if there's a better way, we want as a leader, we want people to challenge that because it means there's new ideas coming to the table. But also being challenged is actually a good thing because it forces us to change our thinking, to elevate our thinking, elevate our capabilities to a whole new level. So first of all, it enables us to get people who will challenge us. The second thing that great leaders will look for is people who will bring a completely different perspective. Now, this doesn't necessarily have to be purely diagonally opposite what our view is, but it's bringing a different set of, uh, maybe different set of parameters, different belief systems, um, different experience sets that will provide a different experience, which adds to again to the to the flavor and gives color to the palette, if you like, in terms of uh, what we're seeing right now and potentially what we can see in the future. Um, so bringing different perspectives is is really really clear. The other thing that great leaders do with point number three was they they will bring in people who will fill in what we call the competency gaps. Now, great leaders understand first of all what they're really good at but they're also really good at identifying what they're not so good at. Now, what they don't do compared to what a lot of other people focus on is, oh, I've got to work on my weaknesses and improve my weaknesses and hopefully turn my weakness into a strength. What great leaders do is do something completely different. They will focus on the strengths and they'll hone in on those strengths and get even better at those strengths. They will also then look at, okay, what are my gaps? What are my competency gaps? And how can I bring somebody into the team who has a strength in an area where I don't have a strength. So how do I fill that gap with a strength so I can add flavor again and color to my team? So they'll look at how they can bring somebody in who has a much higher level of capability in areas where perhaps me as a leader doesn't have. Uh, And so that just adds to the capability of the whole team. And the last thing is they will uh, bring people in who will uplift and they will encourage others. Uh, Nobody wants any whiny Weinsteins coming in and saying, oh, the world is terrible, the world is flat. Uh, the glass is half empty, this is just terrible, we can't win, etc., etc. Nobody wants any one of the, any top of those people. They want people, we want people to come in and say, okay, this is possible. We might have some challenges right now, but we know that challenges will only make us stronger. And if our attitude is we always will find a opportunity or at least a seed of an opportunity, seed of a positive outcome, then uh, hey, this will lead to encouragement and we'll always look at how do we uh, how to become better problem solvers and therefore deliver much better results when compared to people who have a team full of those whiny Weinsteins, which nobody wants to, wants to have. So what do great leaders therefore do when they do these four things? Well, they, they literally focus on building a multi-dimensional team. They look for specific characteristics and look for high quality people and they bring those people together. So the sales leader then becomes literally a conductor of an orchestra which is filled with variety, with each member playing a musical instrument, but playing a musical instrument where they're really good at. But when it's combined, they actually create a magnificent outcome. And what happens then is success becomes a natural byproduct of that situation. And so the key question today is when it comes to your team and when it comes to just looking at who you're surrounding yourself with, are you surrounding yourself with quality people, first of all, but are you building and are you leading a multi-dimensional team or are you are you leading a team that have a, a lot of people, a lot of individuals who are very, very similar? Now, if that's the case, then maybe, just maybe as we lead into 2021, we've got to look at how we can do some upskilling, but how we can actually do some uh, opportunity turnover and bring some more people in and maybe give others the opportunity to move into different roles outside of your team so you can start building that more multi-dimensional team and therefore... Uh, increase your capabilities and therefore increase the opportunity to develop that long-term sustainable success. So that's the key message for today, making sure that you are surrounding yourself with quality. And as we approach the end of the 
calendar year, what better time than right now to sit down and actually start thinking about, well, what sort of people do I have around me? Around me? Do I have the type of people that will uplift me? Do I have the type of people that I believe we can, uh, we can go to an entirely new level of performance? Or do I need to make some significant changes? And look, part of that will be some self-reflection, which I'll talk about later on this week as well. Uh, we, we might have to make some changes ourselves, but also making sure that you're really clear on what type of people you want to have in and amongst your team so you can develop that multidimensional approach and therefore give yourself every opportunity of not only developing success in the short term, but setting yourself up for some sustainable success over the long term, which is what it's all about. And of course, quick reminder, as we finish off this particular episode, uh, if you're committed to taking your sales leadership to the exceptional level and doing that within 90 days, where you can develop more meaning, more money, and certainly more better better sales results, more better sales results, fantastic English as we finish this episode, simply jump onto my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com, pick a time that suits, and I'll uh, make sure I give you a call. I'll look forward to that conversation. So make sure you're surrounding yourself with high quality people, because I can guarantee it makes makes the sales leadership gig a whole lot easier, but it also makes it uh, the experience of leading a team a whole lot more enjoyable as well. So be really, really picky with who you do surround yourself with. And I look forward to talking to you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.